You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. How are you guys? Plugging away? Are things getting a little better? I hope so. I hope you're, uh, you know, you're doing your thing, doing your routine. Uh, I was thinking uh, I, last week's episode I thought was dynamite. I thought Dr. Drew was terrific. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, you'll learn a lot. I mean, he gives some valuable tips, and uh, I find it really humble, humbling, humble. I find it nice when a doctor, uh, as established as, do, you know, Dr. Drew's pretty established. I mean, he's got a history of you know, success. And, uh, but when he opens up about his anxiety, that was, that was really cool. And, uh, it was just nice. It was nice to hear. I think I got a lot of great comments about it, how it helped people just by taking more vitamin D. Oh man. Uh, I'm a big fan of the movie, the warriors. It's a horror movie. No, sorry. It's a freaking action movie. It's a, it's a gang in New York. I don't know why I was thinking horror cause I love horror so much, but it's my, my dad and I, it's our favorite movie. In fact, for father's day, uh, you know, I got him a bunch of warrior stuff. Well, I was I was looking online for 20 years. I've been looking for an original warrior's vest. You know, one of the vests that the warriors wore in the movie. An original. I wanted one. I knew it was impossible. I've been looking for one for I don't know how many years, but and there was one available worn by this the uh, the actor was David Harris. Cochise was the uh, character. Loved that character. Had the bandana. He was on the couch with the Lizzie's, remember? I don't know if you saw it, but you should watch it. It's classic. It's cult. It's awesome. But here it is. If you can't see it, uh, if you're listening, you'll have to go home and watch. But it's an original, dude. It says, uh, it says Cochise on the top right here near the collar. It, it's it's phenomenal. I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic about it. I just wanted to tell you that. So <laughs> there was some good news. Uh, you know, a lot of great guests coming up and I appreciate you, uh, listening, trying to build this listenership. And I notice when people are a fan of someone's that come and they listen to that person and I, you know, you try to get them to stick around. Hopefully they'll like the interview enough to subscribe and listen. So when you guys, um, write reviews and you email your friends and text your friends and tell them to subscribe, it really helps. All that helps. I know I talk about it every episode, but you have to, if you, if you want more people to listen or maybe it turns people off. I don't know. Rob and I did a stage it last week uh hope you enjoyed it it was a lot of fun we performed some new songs some covers a couple of left on laurel songs from the band uh by the way the left on laurel album our album from november that came out is still around you could buy the album on inside of you online store you could listen to it on spotify you could buy it on itunes it's all great and uh you know we play songs here at the end of the episode um each time ryan plays something no news right now on Camp Rosie, my summer camp. Uh, we're going to do a Halloween thing on October 31st, uh, adult summer camp. Uh, we'll see how this whole uh, COVID thing goes. July 2nd, live podcast with Zach Levi at the North Door in Austin. Uh, two shows. Uh, we're waiting to hear what happens with that. So hold on to your horses. You know, I want to say a big shout out. I always give a shout out at the end of the episode in the outro to all my patrons. But want to say hello to all my patrons for inside of you who keep this show going period and uh, also my new patreon exclusive uh, a horror club uh, if you want to call it with john heater and i napoleon dynamite we have a horror club where we watch movies and everybody watches with us and it's a blast so it's called where have all the good horror movies gone you can find that on patreon and uh, join us and it's it's really fun i think john and i have a really fun dynamic and i think you're gonna dig it we we uh, message everyone and it's a community it's a book club i don't like books but it's watching horror movies instead uh, today's guest um, is one of my favorite of all time. Uh, she was on the podcast before. People said, when is she coming back? She hasn't really been on video on the podcast. She was just, uh, uh, you could listen to her first one, which is awesome. This one I think is even better. We get into it and she opens up more and about her family and her life. And um, she's uh, she's not old, but she's been around. People know who she is. And uh, I'm excited to talk with her. Again, talk to her again. I uh, can't speak. Maybe I'm just a little nervous. But uh, why don't we uh, get inside of Jennifer Love Hewitt? It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Hi, how are you? I'm just great. How are you? <laughs> 
What a terrible way to start an interview. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's, uh, you know, it just takes, I think I'm starting, like, it's not like you could ever get used to this, but, uh, I, 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 the first two weeks I was having anxiety attacks, you know me, I was having, you know, not full fledged because I've been working on myself. So, you know, as long as I just wasn't on my routine. So it felt like, uh, okay, this is going to end. This is going to be, this is a joke. This is going to be a week and then we're fine. Because who could, yeah. uh, nobody could imagine. Because one of my friends, James Gunn, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy director, he knew. Oh, I I'm have sorry, to... you just, hold on, you just dropped James Gunn. I'm going to drop, form. here's what you do. Jennifer, you just drop it. When you, dro you drop a name, you just drop to drop. No, but I remember, like, he was ahead of it. He was way ahead, and it, it's just hard for people to believe that early, that, okay, this is really the way the world is going to work, and so no one could have predicted this, but, you know, I have to give James credit. He he knew early on, and, I mean, since uh, May 15th, I've been, except for three grocery visits, I've been locked up in this house. Since March 15th or May 15th? March. <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> That would have really been weird. I've been here for a year. I knew gun knew eight months ago. Wow. No, but I'm, yeah. I, 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 it's easy when you, not easy. It's better when you stick to your routine. If you don't exercise, you're effed. If you don't keep a decent diet, you're effed. If you don't have activities, you're effed. If you don't watch shows, yeah. if you just stay on your computer and watch CNN or whatever the hell you watch out there, you're effed. You have to yeah. change things or you will fall apart. Yeah. I just, I've been having a really hard time with the, um, with the working out part of it because I have to do three and a half or four hours of school with my daughter every day. And then when I'm done with that, I have to go do at least a couple of hours with my son. And then it's like lunchtime. And then try I'm just been, I've been very um, hyper-focused on like keeping them okay during this time. And my husband okay during this time that I have kind of not been as good to myself. And so this week is like the first week where I was like, you know what family, I love you guys. I'm going to do everything for everybody, but I have got to like give myself some space to take care of myself because I was starting to have really bad anxiety attacks again. So mm -hmm. I just bought a Peloton bike. It's on its way. Um, I'm going to start doing that, which I'm excited about and, and getting some sunshine and just trying to like, just take better care of myself. Yeah, I got one of those. I finally got one of those bikes, an Echelon, which is is amazing. And it's like you're, you know, you're riding and you're you're seeing the, you know, yeah. oh, I'm I'm in 400th place. This is great. Uh, you know, uh, no, I can't increase the speed. I can't. By the way, I never biked in my life. Here's here's things that I haven't done. I really never run, ran. I've never run, ran. I'm not a runner because I play okay. sports and I get bored. And also, I've had a bad back issue, so running the impact is bad. So I never run ever. And I've never ridden really bikes except when I was a kid. So to get on this bike, the first thing I know notice is that my ass crack really hurts me. Like when you get on one of those bikes, why don't they make the, the seats? I hear that you get used to it. It's like your taint. Can I use the word taint? Yeah. You you get used to it, I guess, that area of your butthole or what is that? It's your taint, isn't it? What do you call that? There's gotta be a better name than taint. Taint would be such a great <laughs> like lipstick color. I'm wearing, I'm wearing tape by Calvin Klein. Um, no, I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I So I I was never a runner either because I have bad knees. Um, together, we're, we're like 180 years old. <laughs> um, and I actually have never learned to ride a bicycle. What? About me that people don't know. Um, I tried when I was a kid. And I had a really bad experience um, with... Um, my stepdad, he didn't mean to, but he kind of made me feel bad and, and not so bright for not being able to ride a bike. And mm. it like completely scarred me. So I never got back on a bike again. Um, but I just bought myself a Schwinn adult tricycle. <laughs> An adult tricycle, three wheels? Yes. Have yes. you ridden it? And I've been riding it and I love it. And I can't wait to get my training wheels off. That would be a fun thing to just like the day that your training wheels come off to be there to document it. Well, you know what? I'll I'll call you. I'll let Will you call know. me? I'll come over. I'll just watch. Oh look, little Jennifer's taking off her wheels. I, I know. I can't wait. And my wheel. kids think it's the funniest thing ever because they both just like power on their bikes, but they are so supportive and they root me on and they love that I'm trying and learning something at my very you know old age and it's cute. All right, Jess, my assistant goes ask her about her pink hair now. I'm colorblind, and if you wouldn't have said oh, anything, right. I would have just said, oh, I would not have noticed. I don't see 
pink, but it, it is a little pink, I guess, right? Because that's what you told me. And then it's fading. What, it was bright pink, but it's fading. I like Thank bright you. pink. I dated a girl. She was a dancer and she had this really rich pink hair, but it was noticeably like I go, whoa, that's like a that's like cotton candy hair. And I like it. I think it's cool. Who's Whatever. cutting your hair? It looks like you just got a trim too. Who cut your hair at this? Oh, yes, I did. I did cut my hair. Thank you for noticing. You cut your own hair, didn't you? No, I did not. I got my hair cut. Wait a minute. Before. You got your uh, before. Well, it looks freshly cut. Thank you so much. You you just seem like you're in a in a in a pretty good way right now. I know your Instagrams are pretty dope. I in fact want to play one if I may. Um, sure. Because well, because you're you're you know addressing the importance of uh, supporting small businesses at this time, which is yeah. vital. You know all those little places that we like, all these places that we go to. We're not going to go there anymore if we don't support them, and that's just the way it is. I know it's been really fun actually. I didn't realize. I guess I just never really thought of them as small business owners, but I didn't realize how many friends and people that I close with who have, you know, really built their businesses from the ground up. And, um, it's been really, it's been really hard to watch them hurt, um, and go through all that they've been going through in this time. And so I just wanted to do something. So yeah, we started this little like Instagram thing called big love for small business. And, um, I've just allowed them to come on and it's been really great. Like some of them have seen a really, um, a big increase in people like reaching out to them and, buying their stuff or supporting them during this time. And, um, you know, I, I just, we see a lot about the bigger businesses on TV. Um, but it's all the small business really, that is like the heart of a city. I feel like, I feel like those are the places that mean something to people and have your, you know, you've had memories there or you, those are the people that remember like, Oh, your son's turning five. Right. And you're like, how do you remember that? You know? And they're just these small business owners. We like really invest in people. Um, and so I just wanted to invest back in them. It's been really, it's been really fun. Yeah, there's this nice little restaurant called Pache that's in the hills. I was going to ask about Pache. Because we, you and I went. We- you and I were supposed to do this movie that just fell apart. Oh my God, let's not get into that. Called Sorry is for Sissies. And it was such a fun script and we would have rained. We got such a great cast involved. And then like independent movies, you lose the money and then you fall apart and you smoke a pack of cigarettes and you feel like shit. But Pache... You know, it's definitely suffering. And my buddy Che over there, it's like, you know, I think they still have delivery and they had the best food ever, ever. The cedar plank fish. So you got to order and you got to tell your friends, hey, try to keep this, keep this place going. There's places like that all over. So I I love that you're doing that. And have you had breakdowns? Have you had like a real breakdown? Like where you're like, oh my God, that was an ugly one. And it was in front of everyone. Like, well, everyone, meaning your Atticus and Autumn and your husband. Yeah. I mean, I think I sent you a text message yesterday saying that. Oh, yeah. With the course of like three hours, I cried. <laughs> I laughed. I had a dance party. Like, I just felt myself sort of short circuiting. <laughs> it was like everything that you could feel all happened at once. Today, if I'm being totally honest, I have been in an anxiety attack since pretty much 830 this morning. Did you want to cancel today? Um, so I just did like a little... Uh, meditation thing before what do you do what do you do um i have crystals that really mean a lot to me that are uh that i just feel like hold good energy and so i'll usually like lay down and i lay them on my heart um in my chest and my stomach and like one on my head just kind of wherever i'm feeling like the anxiety sort of bubbling up that helps Uh, yeah, it does. For me, it does because it just kind of forces me to stay still because they're on me and I don't want them to break. And so it just kind of makes me stop. And um, I don't know. I just usually start by like doing like 10 minutes of just everything that's good in my life and that I'm really grateful for um, to remind myself that this the thing that's like eating at me is smaller than the good. Yeah. So that I can like regroup my thoughts, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's it's just a difficult it's a difficult time. It's, I, I just miss people. You know, you and I are very similar in that we really enjoy people yeah. and being around people. I think we also enjoy being in our houses and doing our own shit, but, um, but I, I miss the, I miss the ability to be around people. Um, and I, I really hurt for my kids. Like I just hate watching them not know when they're ever going to see their kids again. And I don't know how to explain it to them. Yeah. I don't know. I miss my mother-in-law. Um, she's in Maryland and she's like by herself right now. And, you know, it's just hard. It's just a scary, it's a scary time. But then I think about, I think about like us being able to sit here and have this conversation and we're not doctors and nurses who haven't left like yeah. the hospital for 18 yeah. hours. And now. also, and also like, sure. you know, I always say this, but it's like, we're entitled to, we, we can say, if we're having anxiety, we're, you know, we're human beings, but 
you know, we all, you put, you put things into perspective. You know, I was talking to Dave Bautista, another name drop, sorry. But oh, Dave, no. Dave was like, you know, you put things into perspective. It's like, you know, the homeless, just when you think it couldn't get worse for homeless people, it does. Oh, and just all these yeah. people that are starving, losing their jobs and unemployment rates, all it's just, and like, I'm sitting here going, I'm fucking grateful. I'm lucky. Um, all I could do is share my podcast and get insight from other people and what they're going through and what they do. And for a second, I was going to stop you when you said you put crystals on your chest because I, I sort of wanted to defend it in a way, not that you were being persecuted. But, you know, there's going to be haters out there like, oh, crystals and these actors. And it's like, here's what I say. Fuck off, because whatever works for you, the proverbial you, Jennifer, myself, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's running naked through a jungle or where or having crystals on your chest or meditating or whatever it is maybe we come out of this more understanding more accepting more loving more like holy shit like affection is so important and we're not we're not able to do that right now so i i hope that at least we get something because sometimes these feelings of like you know when someone dies that you love that's you know like a an actor and you're like oh my gosh and and then two days later, you're on to the next thing. People are, it's, it's ephemeral, right? It's like, it doesn't last long. And I hope this lingers, not to dwell on it, but I hope people just say, gosh, look how lucky we are. We're at a, we're at a restaurant having dinner together, or we're taking a hike together, or we're hugging or effing. I had to yeah. throw the effing in there. <laughs> of course you did. Thank you for defending the crystals. I appreciate that. Um, I do, I, when I said it, I was like, oh, great. And here are going to be people who are like, ooh, crystals, whatever. Um, crystal but mouth. For me, the reason that it's a crystal is because they're, be I mean, they're just beautiful. Like, I just think they're beautiful. I collect them. I think they're, they're gorgeous. I don't keep them on. I don't put them on me as like a, like some far out universe moment. Like, I put them on me because they are bigger and greater than I am. I am, I am not anything that simple and that beautiful and that like, you know, but, and, and it just brings me comfort. And I think they hold good energy for me personally, but, um, but I recommend for anybody, even if you don't want to use crystals, put teddy bears, put chocolate bars, whatever, whatever you want on your body to make you feel better and breathe through it. All right, hang on, hang on. First of all, is it a, is it taboo to give crystals that you're using to someone else to use? Or should you always give new crystals? Everyone should have their own crystal. That's their thing. Because I was going to say, A, I'd love for you to either A, put me in the right direction to get the right crystals, or maybe send me yeah. some crystals that I could start with, like a, a crystal starter kit, or maybe I, just not crystal meth. And B, gosh, I just felt like the name loves crystals. You could just start your own little crystal world. I could start my own crystal loves world. Crystals. Um, I would be happy to send you crystals, and I would love to do that. And I have lots of amazing places that I can tell you to go and look for them. Um, I don't think that you're supposed to share crystals. I think that Damn they, it. they kind of hold your energy. But because I'm starting you off, maybe I will pick one that I really love and right. like send it to you as a here's some of my energy to start your energy thing. And then you can kind of take it over. That's the thing about you. I don't if, if no one knows this about Jennifer Love Hewitt, she was on the podcast before, but now I get to see her face, even though it's Zoom. You are the best looking Zoom guest I've had so far. Oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, you really are. But to a fault. And I know that you could say, attest to this, you are one of the most giving people I've ever met. Like everybody I know that, you know, you've talked, talk, we've talked about in general, or just you give everything to the point where you're so drained. And then sometimes people have taken advantage of it. People in the, whatever in the past, I noticed that about you. You just, you. you always want to help. And do you sometimes have to, like you said with the kids, like guys, I have to start taking care of myself. Oh Yeah. You definitely can exhaust it. I mean, I'm a big believer in that with your time on the planet, you should give everything all you've got anyway, right? Because what good is it for you to keep love or kindness or, um, you know, anything that could be valuable to another person? So I'm a big believer in like, hey, I have it. You want it? Take it. Wasn't like, there a song? Your life better do it, you know? But but I do I do think that people like us, um, every once in a while, do you have to set boundaries and say, okay, I have, I'm, I'm going to go back to giving in like 10 minutes, but I need, <laughs> I need to like reset, you mm -hmm. know? I could be selfish too, though. I, I could be a selfish person. Oh, I know. What? I know How dare you? By Let's the way, it. I know we'll talk about, you know, fourth season of 911. Yay. That's pretty cool. It seems like everything you touch, it lasts. You know, your marriage, Ghost Whisperer lasted how many years? Five? Uh, five and a half. Okay. Don't get cocky. Party of five. How many years? 
Five. The client list. Only two? All right. You're not a, a success like I thought. Um, I'm kidding. Oh, no. Come on. And nine one ones. No. How many people could say they've had series that goes five years, five years, four years, two years. I had a series go. I was on for seven years. So that was great. And then That's two. Long. So seven and two, but like you've had some longevity. You've had some, I really do feel very fortunate for that. It's been, it's been good. But I think I people like to work with you. Is that true? Do you have, you have a good re- reputation? Is there, do you think you've burned any like bridges? Like to work with me. I'm fun to work with because I'm really a dork. So I'm, but I'm also like a caretaker. So I'm always like feeding people right. and bringing them friends and then, you know, being silly and all of that. Even when there's lots of drama happening on camera, I try to make it really fun. So, but I like working with other people too. Yeah. It's fun. You we're, know, we're lucky in what we get we to We are do, lucky. Right? We're, we're so lucky. I think, you know, if you think about That's it, not. it's everything you do is lucky. You get to, for instance, you, t- you take things for granted. It's like going out for a hike with your buddy. You're lucky. I think everything I do after when I, when I, we could start doing things again, I want to look at my friend. I think that's the, the thing I'm going to do just to remember this. I'm going to look at them after every walk or during and say, we're really lucky. That's just something I want to continue. So you don't forget it. Maybe we start hashtag. We are lucky just to be able. We hashtag. We are lucky. Whatever you do. We're lucky. I love it. I'm going to join that. I'm going to make a t-shirt. Can we, why don't we do a hashtag? We're lucky. Let's do it. I love it. Um, well, thanks for being, <laughs> I mean, it's not, you're not done yet. Oh my God. I was like, really? That's it. That's all you wanted to say to me? No way. No way. Um, you know, I want to bring up something I know that's very dear to you. The first time you came on and you had just lost your mom and you had an anxiety attack yes. the night before. Cause you're like, Oh my God, he's going to bring it up and I'm going to break down. I can't deal with it. And we got through it and, um, she would have been 75, right? Yeah. In March. I don't know why, but I just kind of got like, I felt that, that emotion in my face, in my nose, behind my eyes when I just said it. And I, you know, I don't yeah. mm-hmm. How are you holding up? You know, I'm good. I, it's interesting. I feel like every year that it it goes on, um, I get more gratitude for how much I remember. Um, I think that was my biggest panic in the beginning was, oh my gosh, is like all this pain going to overtake everything that I remember about her? And am I just going to like one day not remember? Like, am I not going to remember every little, you know, patch of her face or what it felt like to hold her hand or how funny she was? And then when I had kids, I had that panic again. I was like, I have to remember everything about her because this is going to be all they have, you know? And, And I think what's interesting is that every year that I celebrate her birthday or every year that I celebrate the day that she passed. Um, I remember something like extra special about her or, and, and I'm very conscious of the fact that like the memories get better and, um, and I'm able to sit more in the enjoyment of her than in the sadness of her, you know? Um, so I feel, um, I feel lucky for that. I feel grateful for that. Um, but it is, I mean, you know, during this time, like I would give anything to just have her here and talk to her about this crazy world. And I, I had this thought the other night, I was like, I wonder if she's like looking down on us going, wow. Mr. Bullet there. (laughs) What's happening? It's crazy. How would she have reacted? How would she have dealt with this? Oh my God. First of all, she would have had like some, she would have, by the way, Patricia. No. What? What's her name? Trisha. Okay, I was right. I was right. I was like, shit. Right. I feel like she would have had a secret bunker like built two <laughs> days after she heard it was even coming. And all of us would be in there together. It would be like one big party. She would have tons of booze and food. And she would really like use it as an opportunity to host like the greatest end of the world party ever. Um, I feel like that's what she she would have been doing this time. And then probably panicking silently. Gosh, it's been a lot. I mean... I mean, you've, you've, you've seen a lot. You've dealt with a lot. Yeah. You know, I lost my grandfather in November and he passed away on my brother's birthday on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, I, and I know. And it was, it was, it was definitely the hardest loss, but you know, it's one of those things where if anybody's lost, everybody's lost someone or you will, it's life. It's just like the cycle of life. It's just, just what's going to happen. Um, but with my grandfather, with Alzheimer's, I felt like I was losing a piece of him. I was mourning. Almost every every year that went by, I was like four years of watching this. I was, and especially at the end, in the last couple of years, I felt like I think I just I felt bad because I was like I want him to go, and it wasn't because I didn't love him. I was like he would fucking 
be, he'd scream at us for allowing him to live like this. He would not, he'd be like, what are, what are, what are we doing? What is this? And I was like, God, I want to take him to Oregon. My grandmother would never do it. I would never say it, but I want to take him to Oregon and put him out of his misery and let him just go on the next journey or whatever that is, whatever you believe. Because I was like, I love him so much. I can't see, this is not the man I knew and know, you know? So it was very hard for me, but I thought I had grieved. I thought I had those moments of those bouts of crying and emotion. And then all of a sudden he passed away and boy, when I just, when you think you're done mourning, uh, it, it, you're never done. It was almost like you went from first to sixth gear in a fucking Porsche, just jerked you back in your seat, and you're like, oh my gosh. And then there with my grandmother, no, this is a reality. I just, and my uncle Dave said it. He goes, you know what the worst part? I just can't say hi to him. Just can't say hi. Just can't say, hey, Irv. Hey, just can't do, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's what's, Again, it's like you do get through the pain. You do ha- you do get through it, and you you have to just honor them and and by living your life as as great as, as you can as as totally. I believe that I believe when you're doing all these great things and the small businesses and singing with your husband on Instagram and being a good mom and schooling your kids, she's smiling down. This is like this is what would make her happy. You falling apart, she'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh, she would be so mad at me. She'd oh yeah. Get up, put your big girl pants on, and like get it together. Yeah, she definitely would. She's she's all for. She was always for and and was the biggest advocate for just living your best life while you have it. And uh, and so I try to do that for her, and I try to inspire that back to you know my kids and my friends and everything. And um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's true. I, I really think, I feel like, um, I don't know if you've thought this too, but because I have been grieving for seven years now, um, I don't know when I ever won't be grieving her, but, um, I keep thinking of the people who are, this is such a heavy thing to say, but I, I keep thinking of the people who are dying right now, whose loved ones don't even get to say goodbye, um, or can't get in that hospital for that last moment or can't throw them a funeral um or can't do that and I just keep thinking like my grief is nothing you know what I mean like my grief is nothing compared to that um and it's such an extraordinary time in that way I mean we're losing so many people and they're they're going without without that last moment yeah, you know, like you can't even go to a funeral. Really, People can't go to funerals. They can't say in the last dying moment. It's hard. I couldn't even imagine. Couldn't even imagine for my grandmother. And at the same time, you know, I'm also grateful that my grandfather isn't around for this. Yeah. In a you know in a, in a home in a memory facility or home or whatever you want to call it. But like, because I know my grandmother, it would destroy her. She'd go, no, I'm going there. I'm every day. She had to be with him, even if he he didn't remember anybody. She would be there. She didn't care what it was. She didn't want him to. Li- so, ah, yeah, it's tough. I'm getting dark. Um, you know, you you posted something. I think you posted something. You said, get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create? Does this support the life I'm trying to create? So when you say that. Is that the the work you're doing? Is that the decision? What decisions? What, what made you say that? I don't know. I mean, I think that especially as you get older and you like find your tribe, whether that's like your little family that you have, you know, put together and that you add, you know, friends onto, or if it's just friends, whatever it is that is like your your tribe. But then I think you kind of go, okay, so with these people in mind in in my life, what is it that I want to do? Like, what what is it that if it all ended tomorrow, hopefully it won't, but if it all did, what, what is it that I want to take with me and go, I did that. Like I did that. I, I put that out there. I was that to people, you know, whatever it is. And, um, and so I, I do really try right now to, um, to like support the life that I want to create. Like I really do try to do that. I try to, I I want joy. I want to, I want to act because it's a part of who I am and it's what I love to do. And I love to connect with people that way, um, through that camera on that show. However, I can, you know, do that. I want to be a great mom. I want my kids to constantly feel safe and feel joy. Um, I want my friends to feel that I'm value add in their life. Um, 
And I just want to try to like live in the good moments and brush off the bad, you know, like that's just kind of what I do. And so I just don't really let anything in my life right now that doesn't support that. I just don't, um, I don't let new people in my life that don't support those ideas. I don't spend time on things really that don't support those ideas. Um, and, and it, it brings clarity. Like it just, I think if you kind of figure out what you really want your life to be, it's always going to ebb and flow. This was definitely not a part of what I was hoping to create this, this whole world that's happening right now. Right. But in the time that I'm living in it, I'm creating what I want. Like I'm having great times with my family and I'm closer with my kids and my husband and I are watching fun shows and having good conversations. And, um, I'm getting to talk to you and I'm putting positivity out for people. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. And, um, I just think, I think you have to fight to do that. I really do. Um, but I think once you start sending that message to people over and over again, like, Oh yeah, that doesn't fit in this, in this thing I'm creating. It it goes away eventually. And they stop asking and you, you really do find that the opportunities that come to you and the people that are around you support what you're trying to, to be and do in your life. And it's really nice. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found- I got Rocket Money. <laughs> okay, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Can you actually use this excuse with your kids? Can you say, hey, remember that whole COVID thing? You know, the corona? Remember when mommy was home for a couple of months? Mommy's going to fuck off now. So, but just remember I was there for you, but now I'm not going. You can't do that, can you? You no, that would not be good parenting. You can't take like a month off and say, I'll see ya. I was there for you two months, two straight months, which was a lot of hours. Add those hours up, sweetie. No, I can't. But you know what's going to happen? The second this is over, they're going to be like, bye, mom. See ya. I'm going to play with my friends. I'm going to go to this friend's house. I'm going to go this. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to And I'm going to be the one standing in the house going, guys, guys, where, what, what are we doing? I thought we were friends. Why are we not hanging out anymore? What's going on? Do you look back like, you know, on your career? Cause you had a big career. You've done a ton of stuff. You're, you're famous. You got really famous fast. Everything kind of changed your whole life. So when you're that young and you're that like, Oh my God, there's gotta be that feeling of like, sometimes like I'm a star. You have, I'm sure like I'm a star. Everybody knows me. I'm not saying you're not humble, but let, hear, hear me out. Cause <laughs> so it's like okay i'm doing this i'm want you know this and does there come a point where like uh, i want to be did you did you think you wanted to be a star and you want to be famous and you want to keep getting more and more famous or was there some point where you're like i don't care about that anymore my family my honestly like this is a real thing like you know you're on 911 this is a great show right this is you love it you love being a part of it um you know it's a it's a uh, what do you call it when it's a, a lot of people in the show it's an ensemble and, you know, you've, you've held shows. You've been the lead on shows. Do you think I don't need to have my own show right now again? Or I'm not saying, hear me out again. I'm not done. I, could, I don't need to have that. I don't need to be the star of this. I don't need to be in this. I don't need to reinvent myself or prove myself any more than I have in my career. You know, because th- these are things that go on in everybody's head. I've had things where I haven't had any success compared to the amount of success you had. That's Hang on. You say that, and that's not true. But Don't look, talk about my well, opinion. in my mind, I just feel like, you know, I, I am just true. trying to honestly, and I know a lot of people hate the word, so I'm not going to use it like that, the word happy, but like trying to do that. That's what I'm getting at with this whole thing you said about, does this support the life I'm trying to create? Mm-hmm. And so, A, I want to feel good. I just want to feel good physically and mentally. Those are the two most yeah. important things in my life. Just feel good. And then I could be the best person. And then feeling good, you know, those kind of go together in terms of, I want to be uh, continue to be a great, a good person. I don't think I'm a great person. I think I'm good at times. I'm like, we also talked to each other last time. And I asked you if you loved yourself and you said, huh, I, I don't. And it was kind of like a no in a way. And then I said to Rob, my engineer, I go, you love yourself. And he goes, no. I'm like, what? And then I realized, wait, I don't know if I love myself. So there was three people in there sitting there going, what is that? I know this is the worst question because it's more of like a it's it's more like just spitballing. But when is enough enough? When is it like and what do you do to love yourself more? So I've really been working on the love myself thing since our last conversation um, because I went home after our conversation and I felt so good about our chat and seeing you and just like it was fun and it was good. And I, I felt like we had had done what I was hoping to do that day, which is show people who I really am and like what my thoughts and feelings really are, not some journalist like writing it down. No, you did. You did. You know what I mean? Like I really got, just got to, just got to be myself. And, And so I felt really good about it, but I also felt really sad because I was like, shit, I left them listening and, and I left him with this idea that like, I don't like myself but it was the truth. And we were telling the truth so much of the truth that day that I was like, I can't do anything. And it did cross my mind. I was like, I wonder if I should call him and just beg him to like take that part out so that I don't want people to feel that way. And I didn't want people to think that I was like sad or didn't, you know, whatever. And then I was like, no, don't do that because that's what it was for. Like you were being your authentic self and your authentic self does not like themselves right now. Um, so to update you, um, still not there. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it and I'm working on it really hard. And I think I'm working on it. The only way that I know how to do it is to give myself grace. I've been really trying to, um, use kind words 
to myself. Um, and I have been uh, trying to be supportive of just like whatever it is that I'm going through at the moment. If it's anxiety, I don't, I'm not hard on myself anymore about having anxiety. I'm just like fucking anxiety. Like, let's just get through it. There you go. That's me, whatever. Um, I've been trying to be good to myself during this time. I feel like I need to be quarantined from my fridge. Um, because I've been eating my feelings for sure. Um, on certain days. So we all have, um, you know, but I've been trying not to be hard on myself about that either. I've just been trying to be like, okay, that's, that's this, little span of three days now zip it up and you know get it together um so i'm still working on it i'm definitely still working on it and i think that i'm getting there i had an interesting moment with my daughter about two and a half months ago and i was not feeling good that day just about myself look wise whatever and i said something out loud to myself in the mirror not really realizing that she was standing that close to me and she What'd said, you say? Oh, Stop. What'd you say? I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. It was something about not feeling great and whatever. And she said, mommy, please don't talk about yourself that way. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, I'm so sorry. You know what? You're right. I, I shouldn't have done that. And then later, like a few hours later, she went back to it and she was like, mommy, if you feel that way about yourself and I look like you, then do you feel that way about me too? And I was like, oh, I mean, it killed me. Like it literally killed. I started crying instantly. And and I had to apologize to her. And it was the moment where I was like, it's important for the reasons that you and I talk about for you to like yourself. But then when you're a parent and you're trying to make these people be them their best selves and to try to like hold them up and shore them up as much as possible to give them as much confidence in who they are because the world is going to knock that down later in different moments and boys and girls are going to break up with each other. You know what I mean? School, like it's going to happen. Like they're going to have a knock to their confidence. I feel like in this stage of life, it's our job to make them feel so good. But part of that is them knowing that you like yourself. And my daughter was very aware of the fact that I do not like myself yet in that moment. And Uh, it killed me. It was really hard. That is that's really strong because I, I, at that, when you were talking, I started thinking if I ever have a kid, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I can imagine myself going, listen, you're already smarter than me. I'm not very smart. You're smart. And no matter what you do, I'm going to be proud of you. And look, I am, and you got to be careful. I guess she was really sensitive that mom didn't like her looks or didn't like her and isn't it amazing how those, even the littlest things that you wouldn't think, oh, she won't be affected by that. She was profoundly affected by that. Even so to yes. come to you later and then say, mommy, when you say that, you're saying that to me because I look like you. And it's like, what? First of all, your yeah. kid's a genius, by the way. My kid probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> he probably said, you are ugly. <laughs> you are a piece of shit. You're right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So we get ahead of ourselves. Uh, no, but I think. When I can be genuine and altruistic and I'm doing things, not thinking that, oh, the camera's rolling, people are watching. When I do things that are just innately, lack of a better word, organic, they're just, when I can just do something selfless and not think of it, it's just something I have to do to help someone, to make someone laugh to whatever it is that's when i'm happy when i when that's when i love myself you know last night i called uh by the way i do a lot of shit that i'm like i hate you i hate you i hate you so it's nice when you can say i love you <laughs> but when those moments like last night uh one of my buddies he's uh 16 he's got terminal cancer he's uh i met him at the ronald mcdonald house which donate if you want it's an awesome place um and i just became friends with him and his family I went to see them. Um, we're writing, we're going to write a song together. Um, and just go, I'm going I'm to call Preston. And just getting on the phone with them and just all of a sudden 30 minutes go by and we're talking about girls and we're talking about, you know, his treatments and, you know, some of the shit he has to deal with. And we're talking about, you know, just life. And I'm like, you know, that this is cool. 
I didn't say, let's do this because this, I did it because I really wanted to do it and I cared and I like him and it, I, I enjoyed it and it, it just was meaningful. So um, I feel that I'm at my best when I could just be just absolutely genuine, just, and it doesn't always come off. You know, I'm like begging people, please listen to the podcast, please subscribe to your friends. You feel like, oh my God, I'm whoring myself out. But you know, I love that, but I love it. But at the same time, when I could do something for others that just feels, just feels authentic and real, that's, that's those moments of love. But that's, but that's it. Right. I mean, I'm, I feel the same. Like I know the days that I feel best is when I have either been around people who've allowed me to, to be authentic or um, tapped into something authentic for myself and been able to give that to other people. Um, I mean, that's the beautiful part. And that, that I will say, I think is one really uh, beautiful ripple effect of everything that's been going on right now is I, I feel like we are seeing the most genuine, authentic version of, of people. Um, the ones that are like really bold enough to give it, you know, um, on social media or in the news or on TV or whatever. And, and I hope that that stays. I really hope that that stays. I hope that people are seeing that, like, we all really like you just as you are without all of the, without all of the stuff, you know? Um, and it's, it's beautiful to see like the people that I have, that I have seen doing that. It's really, um, it's really nice. And, and I hope that, I hope we keep some of that. Don't go changing to try to please me. Never change the color of your hair. You should color your beard. Color my beard pink. I love you just the way you are. Um, you should you should color your beard. What should I color it? Purple. Purple? A purple beard? Then I'd be like that baseball player. Are you on Instagram right now while you're interviewing me? I'm fine. I'm, I'm looking up your name because I want to play something. This is you and your husband. This is what you do over the quarantine. Although maybe, but it was just, this was I'm nice. I'm on my phone too. This was nice. This is you singing. And you're playing with your hubby. You sound like a country star. It is a country song. Star. Uh, uh. Mm. I love that song. Come on, that's beautiful. Thank you. I've been watching some of your live performances. Yeah. Yeah. I try to. Uh, I do these insta. You love doing music. That makes you happy. It does. I do insta live, and we do a thing where it was like, just pick a song, and I don't know it, and I'll just go on there. Oh, that. I'll, let's try it. I'll, sometimes I'll bomb. Sometimes I'll go. Oh wow, I did it. But I just don't care, and I just do it, and. uh it's a lot of fun. I want it. I, there should be some kind of show like that. God, that'd be fun. Like hosting some kind of like sing along. My or... husband's incredible. Like he is not a trained musician, but I'll be like, Hey babe, I want you to learn this song. And within like 15 minutes, I'll be like, well, I've got the, I've got the, I've got half of it. I've got over half of it. I'm like, how do you do that? Me? I can play the guitar like this much, the piano, this much. He's just, it's, it's incredible. And I love to watch him do it. It's really fun. But your voice. Anyway, you can tell I've had anxiety today because I picked my thumb. Is that your thing that you do? That's your tick when you get anxiety? (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, it's all right. Stop doing it though. Stop doing it. All right. I'm going to ask you, these are called shit talking with Rosenbaum. These are from my patrons who I love dearly. And all the patrons who support the podcast are just exceptional. It's just a beautiful thing. And I, I love all of you, but uh, this is questions for you and you can answer them quickly. You don't have to, you know, go on and on about this shit. Oh, wow. Are you saying I talk too much? I did not say that. Mm-hmm. I did not say that. Mm-hmm. I love you. Little Lisa, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Right now to hug people. Superpower it would be to hug people without getting the coronavirus. Yeah. Okay, that would be your superpower. I could hug people and not get it. That'd be a, yeah. that's a that's a that's a cool thing. I think mine would be. It's not for me. It's not. For, never mind. I would have just said heal people. Anyway, Raj, <laughs> Raj, Raj. Wait, wait, mine look terrible. <laughs> no, no, it was great. A music producer wants to create an album of duet covers with uh, uh, you and me, Jay. What okay. what are some songs you, you you that we would like to record on the album? Mine would be probably uh, Endless Love. Oh, okay. I was going to say um, the Star is Born song. 
That is yeah. a sweet song. I always imagine him killing himself though in the movie oh, when wow. I hear that song. Okay. Sorry. Uh, J- J- Jake M, what is your expressive love language and how do you use it to express your love for those around you? Um, selfless acts. I like to give mm-hmm. uh, and then I like to just know that it mattered. So you don't, don't like, you don't really, like gifts? I don't really need people to give back to me necessarily. I just need to know that it mattered that I gave. That's a good answer. Nico P, good old Nico helps with the podcast. Good man. Good kid, Zach. Is there something people seem to un- misunderstand about you? If so, what is it? I think people believe that because I'm positive, that that means that I am happy all of the time. Mm-hmm. And that is a misconception. I am a positive person who feels things very deeply, but always believes that when something bad is happening, that good will come. So positivity doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy all the time. That you're happy the whole time, yeah. You know, I, I sometimes think about that too. It's like, oh my god, he's such a happy person. I'm like, would you rather look? The real person can't go up and go, no, I'm having a shitty day. What? Leave me alone. Oh my god, I'm just a mess. I just, you know, it's too. No, you don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. So no. you try to keep your shit to yourself or with close friends or someone you love, and the rest of it, no one needs to see. I right. mean, unless you're in a reality show. Jamie H, what was one of your most defining moments as an adult that helped shape you? That's tough. Uh, my mom dying mm. for sure changed almost everything about me, uh, into like a new hyper-focused trait. Like it just kind of, I don't know, everything just went like very clear. Um, and, uh, but it's also brought a lot of really beautiful things like getting married and having kids and believing that, you know, I could do that and, and, um, and still have a career and, you know, all of those things. So I would say that. All right. By the way, did I tell you, you look great? Thank you so much. You're very nice. While, are you ta- while you were talking, I actually was looking at you and I go, she's beautiful. Thank you. But you just, you, I'm not even, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not hitting on you. I love you. I, I just, I'm saying, I really Thank just, you. I just noticed beauty. I was like, wow, you're just, you're eloquent, but you're also like, you're, you're just pretty. Thank you. Whatever. That's yeah. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Bobby, you went from child star to sexualized leading lady in a short period of time. How did that affect your self image and the way you saw people treating you? I shouldn't have read um, it like that because it was a serious question. Great question. Yeah. Um, it made me feel at the time just confused as to why people were kind of looking at me that way and thinking of me that way. Cause again, like I'm a very sort of dorky, silly person and don't think of myself as like a sexy, whatever. Um, Later in life, it made me feel extraordinarily uncomfortable for my um, 17-year-old self. Um, And so I, you know, spent some time working on that. Um, But but at the time that it was happening, I just remember thinking, what is wrong with people? Why do they feel this way about me? But um, but yeah, it was fine. All right, a few more questions. Joshua H., what is something important you've learned during your career that would have benefited you if you had learned it earlier in your professional life? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Was that Autumn screaming? Yeah, it's my son. My kids are having like a full like brawl outside the door. Guys, everybody okay? Um, <laughs> I'm going to hide in here. Yeah, do it. Let the husband do it. Um, I actually don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I want to give him an answer, but I don't know. You know, I, I don't. You know what I would no. say? Uh, you know, just to answer this question for me, maybe, right? maybe, maybe that, maybe that, that you, that you don't have to worry so much that you're not going to get like your next job. Like it'll be there. Like you can have a career. Like I feel like if I had worried less about that, I would have enjoyed the stuff that I was getting to do more. Like now, I don't worry about it as much. I'm right. like, okay, well, if it works, then that's going to suck. But you know whatever. Like I have other things in my life. Um, but at the time when I was younger, I just was so hyper-focused and worried all the time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think I, I did that too. I just, and I think I just like, dude, enjoy the moment. I would say that to any younger self, enjoy yeah. now, not tomorrow, not the, just now this moment, whatever it is just right now, me and Jennifer, Lisa, is there anything you've always wanted to do in your career career that you just haven't gotten around to? Uh, I've always wanted to do a musical TV show or movie um, so that I could just sing all the time. Um, you could still do it. Like a Glee or a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or um, uh, that Zoe's 
playlist that's on TV right now. Like, oh, I would have given anything to get that part. Um, <laughs> so that is something. What would you do, Emily S? What would you do if uh, if you weren't acting? What would I do? I feel like I would be like, I would do something crafty. She's crafty. Judith, what would you like people to remember about you? See, it's always the question. That's cheesy. No, no, seriously. That's a, I think it's a legit question. Oh, my gosh. What would I like? Like if a little old woman, not to be macabre, was looking at your gravestone goes, oh, that Jennifer Love Hewitt, she was just. Full of light. Full of light. Yeah. Full of light, I Hewitt. Like, remember that I was really happy, like that I just really enjoyed my life. I like that. I think you do love yourself a little more. You do? You think you see that? Yeah, I could see it. I could just see that you're just, you're just like you said, you're being kind to yourself. You're giving yourself like, hey, you, you just have to. It's like you could punish yourself all day. I could sit here all day and go, why did you do that? That was selfish. Why did you do that? Why don't you get up and do that? Why don't you could sit there all day and tell about, but it's about what you're doing next and how you yeah. learn it from that. So if you could have those moments, those intermittent moments, and hopefully make those moments a little more than the other moments. You know, it's creating good habits and getting rid of the bad ones. That's all, it's, all, it's a work in progress, dude. I am fucking, some days I think I'm done. Some days I'm like, I'm giving up. And some days I, I do. Some days I just go, I'm done. What am I, not like with my life. Now that'd be, I, I, I get help immediately. I'm saying, I just feel like, oh, what's the point? What's the fucking point? Why am I even doing? Why, why do I even? Why am I even going on the? It's not gonna. You could sit there and go down and where I'm. Why am I even pitching oh, yeah. this project? Nothing's For gonna sure. get sold. No one buys anything. If they buy it, they're not gonna even play the. What am I doing here? <laughs> you need to call me more often. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Look, I love this. I'm. I'm so glad you did this. And um, thanks for having me. I technically invited myself on though because you didn't even reach out to me. I reached out to you to say, "Hey, do you want to Zoom? Zoom, with me? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom." You want to zoom with me? Mm-hmm. Um, pickup line. Hey, you want to zoom with me? You know what? It's not a bad pickup line. It's like, hey, I'm quarantined. So are you. Why don't we talk face to face? Let's zoom. All right. Look, this has been amazing. Thank you for doing this again. I hope you'll, you'll come back again because I think you have fun. Of course. I'll always come back for you. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. I do. And I, uh, I hope to, when this is over, I could come and hang out with the fam. I want to I wanna come hang out Please. with the fam. I, I really do. Brian can play guitars. Honestly, I'd love that. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you again, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And besides nine one one, is that you got the family and you got nine one one, right? I'm I'm executive producing some stuff for next year. That, really? Yeah, but um, you're up to on. you're up for doing other stuff though, right? On the, you know. Yeah, of course. I could do movies. Hmm. Interesting. Little thing. I could do like small parts on other shows, I think. I don't know. Sorry is for sissies. We'll get that back in the go. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 spin that one back around. Oh my god, that was ten years ago. All right, I love you. Thank you again. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I want crystals. Uh, text me, and we'll talk about t-shirts, yeah. maybe. And I love you, and give my love to your family. Love you. I mean, come on. I hope you like that one. I hope you enjoyed it. Jennifer is just such a fantastic woman. She is just. You can tell, great mother. Great. I mean, uh, man, I just love that woman. I really do. She's fantastic. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my patrons and, uh, but first we're going to read a fan letter. All right. This is from Jennifer. Hi Rosie. Let me start off by saying thank you for doing the inside of you podcast. At least I'm not alone struggling with anxiety. No, no, you're not. I love the second interview that you did with Stephen Amell. I never thought he had issues with anxiety and I gave him kudos for him returning back to finish the interview after he had an anxiety attack. If you guys know, I suffer from anxiety too, which I don't tell a lot of people because I fear of how they will think of me or treat me. I'm surprised my husband wanted to marry me and is still with me for 24 years uh, because you're awesome. Sorry, I responded too early. My mom was my rock and my best friend when I was younger. She had always been there for me through thick and thin. When I was two years old, my mom was worried that I was not responding when people would talk to me and fought for me when the doctors and other specialists told her that I would never learn to read or write. There was nothing they could do for me. They suggested to her to put me in a special home and she would not have that she would not have that and kept looking for answers. She finally went to a specialist that dealt with hearing, and he did some testing. He discovered that I was hard of hearing, HOH. He fitted me with hearing aids, and I was able to hear plus I read lips. Once I was fitted with hearing aids, I still struggled with talking, did not talk till I was seven years old, so I had to work with a speech therapist for my elementary and middle school kids, or middle school years, sorry. 
that helped me a lot because now people that know me say I never shut up. And I tell them I am making up time for five years of not talking, laugh out loud. I did struggle through my school years with teachers not wanting to cooperate with putting me in front of the class so I can read their lips because of my maiden name, Walton. Yes, it's like the TV show. They wanted to seat us alphabetically A through Z, not Z through A. Plus, the kids in school were not so kind either. They would call me alien because I had trouble with my speech, stating I was not normal and did not fit in. My mom's determination to get me the help I needed through school and getting teachers to cooperate had helped me through the years growing up. I do miss her, but she's in my heart. My anxiety has gotten worse as I get older. My relationship with my dad is not great, but I've accepted that because if it wasn't for my mom fighting for me, I wouldn't be where I am today. I still struggle, so I am so hard on myself if I make mistakes. Don't always have good self-esteem and feel like I don't always belong. Now I'm working from home due to this pandemic. I'm grateful that I still have a job due to my company healthcare being essential, but miss the interaction of my coworkers. Right now I work from home July till July 13th. My fear is that they will change it to the rest of the year for us working from home. I hope not, but have to wait and see. I apologize for the long email to read, but wanted to let you know my listening to your podcast, have listened to them all since March 2020, has made me smile, laugh, and cry. I hope to meet you someday in the future. You will. If you come back to do a Smallville Nights in Columbus, Ohio, I'm sure we will. Keep up the great work doing your podcast, Patreon, and Instagram live videos. I really enjoy them. Also enjoy watching your dogs when you include them. Your patron, Jennifer. It's beautiful. Jennifer, you're amazing. We've talked before uh, via Patreon, or, um, and I think we did a Zoom. I like how you, you know, you face so much adversity and so much pain in your life. And it, uh, it's nice to hear that you're plugging away and you work on yourself and, um, you know, your husband's with you because you're awesome. Your husband's with you because he needs you. Um, I think people gravitate towards you because you're a good person. So you never feel like, you know, you're not worthy or people are looking at you funny. I mean, we all feel that. I feel like people are judging me all the time. Every interview, I think they're thinking, God, you suck at interviewing. Believe me. Jennifer, I appreciate your email, your, your, your letter. I printed it out off hello at insideofyoupodcast.com. So thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate all your fan mail and uh, your messages. Don't go unread. I do read them. Sometimes it takes me a while to share them with you if I cho choose to share them. Why don't I give my patrons a shout out because I love each and every one. This is the Inside of You patron. Nancy D, Mary B, Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico P, Barry I. Actually, it's Barry L. Hello. Barry, how often do I do that? Angelina G, Jerry W, Kevin R, Emily K, Bob B, Robert B, Jason W, Kristen K, Andrew C, Allison L, Jason D, Raj, Sean W, Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, Rox Raccoon, Samantha M, Hamza B, Jennifer N, Stacy B, Carly T, Vanessa in the Sky, Reem, Jennifer S, Janelle B, Neil W, Tabitha C, Kimberly E, Melissa C, Mike E, Jake M, Marissa N, Catherine M, uh, Jack S, still up in the... Uh, Upstairs there, playing video games, Jack. Carly Smale, hello. Judith D, Ramira, Chris F, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Darla W, Jackie P, Rodrigo S, Raken. I mess that name every time. You saw in the questions, I did that on the um, bonus material on the Patreon. Raken, Ration, Travis B, Ray A, Maya P, Megan D, Demario, Tina J, Jennifer C, Maddie S, Tiffany L, Kendrick F, Ashley E, and Kelly W. Um, I couldn't do this without you. You guys, uh, you guys are unbelievably supportive. You know, I, I, I message a lot. Obviously, I can't message to everybody and respond to everybody, but I, I, I kind of randomly throughout the days go and go, oh, and I just respond. And you know, it's hard, but uh, it's 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 addicting, to, addictive, addictive. Yeah, whatever. I wasn't great in word power, um, but I love it. Once again, left on Laurel. Uh, you can still get the album on iTunes. You can order it on Inside of You online store, Spotify. I'm going to do another stage. It. I'm going to announce it right now. I didn't announce it in the beginning. June 20th at 2 p.m. Go to stage at 2 p.m. for all those Europeans and all the people over there on the other side of the world. A 2 p.m. show on Saturday, June 20th, and a 6 p.m. show. So we're going to do another one about a month from now. 
Rob and I. So it'll be Michael Rosenbaum and Rob Danson. And we'll play some more covers and some and some more originals and maybe a, a left a little song or two. Uh, see how we feel. I'm sure we'll play two at least. And don't forget the new Patreon, Where Have All the Good Horror Movies Gone? Make sure you check it out. Me and John Heater on Patreon. It's an exclusive. I had a weird conversation with my friend Harland. And I was like, I just feel like the person, you know when you're doing something right. You know when you're doing something wrong. You could feel it innately. So it's just like whatever that calling is, whatever, you know, your body speaks to you. When you're not doing something cool or something that's just a little bit, eh, you, you can feel it in your gut unless you're, uh, you know, complete, I don't know, serial killer. But I'm just trying to listen to my gut more. I'm trying to listen and say, hey, that's not right. Or, hey, do more of that. That's what your soul seeks, you know? So I'm just saying, go with your gut, man. Be a good person or continue to be a good person. And uh, don't be hard on yourself when you F up. Lord knows I F up. So thank you for allowing me to be uh, inside each and every one of you guys. Um, I look forward to next week. And uh, thank you, my guest, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Thank you uh, for all my, to all my patrons. And uh, look at me on the Instagram live. We'll do one soon. And uh, of course, the patrons, uh, YouTube private live. Okay. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.